Bishop Earl and I are going to discuss some of Brigham Young's 56 Wives next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? In January, we received an email uh, where a suggestion was made for future shows by one of our viewers. And today's topic will be the first of several shows accordingly. And Bishop Earl will read the email for us. Yeah, from January 2021. I've been listening to your podcast for a long time now. Thank you for everything you're doing. Something came to me, and I think this is what would help the members of the LDS community be deeply touched by all the stories of former LDS polygamists. It would be to tell the stories of the polygamist wives of Brigham Young and all the LDS old polygamists and the pain and suffering these families endured. Because the LDS church has rejected the fundamental polygamy groups, members have a hard time to sympathize with them. They are very judgmental, but if we are told the horror stories of their ancestors, that they keep dear to their heart, maybe something is going to click. Anyways, just a thought. Sincerely, E.V. Yeah, I thought that was a good thought. Yeah, so I started working on some of them, and there's not as much information available for many of, of his them? wives as there were for Joseph Smith. Hmm. Um, in fact, we have done past shows. In fact, we covered every one of Joseph Smith's wives in past shows. Oh. We've also talked about Parley P. Pratt's and Orson Pratt's and Heber C. Kimball's and others' wives, but we haven't tackled Brigham Young, so we will do that. Um, the writer of the email, however, <laughs> supposed that those in the LDS church may learn from these shows the pain and the suffering yeah. that his wives endured and maybe rethink their religion. But we don't see very many contemporary LDS recognize that those early polygamous marriages were negative and appalling and abusive. In fact, most LDS are very proud of their polygamous heritage. Yeah, for, and for I really sure. don't see them rethink no. yet. There are some, however, who have and who have left. Brigham Young is said to have had 56 plural wives and many, many more that were spiritually sealed to him, thinking that they will be with him and with his other wives in heaven. And of course, we can't tell the stories of all 56 of his wives simply because there is very little information about some of them and no information about some of them as well. But we want to thank our viewer for her suggestion. We urge anyone who has questions or wants us to focus on a topic to please let us know. Now we're going to begin with a quote about Brigham Young illustrating his introduction to and his attitude toward polygamy. <laughs> Latter-day Saints believed a priesthood ceiling between worthy partners was also essential for both men and women before they could be saved. In an 1845 sermon, Brigham Young alluded to this doctrine in those terms when he assured his listeners that no woman can be perfect without a man to lead her. And I say to every man upon the face of the earth, if he wishes to be saved, he cannot be saved without a woman by his side. He identified this doctrine as Joseph Smith's spiritual wife system. In addition to these persuasive doctrines, the econ economic realities of the American frontier made it virtually obligatory for a woman to be married, and marriage inevitably accompanied adulthood. Brigham Young was a married man when he encountered Mormonism, and he would, as it turned out, have two wives before he ever had a plural one. Hmm. He married his first wife, Miriam Works, on 
October 8 of 1824, when he was 23 years old and she was 18. They had two daughters, then joined the church in April of 1832. A few months later, Miriam died of consumption at the age of 27. In Kirtland, Brigham met Mary Ann Angel, and they were married on February 10, 1834, four months before her 31st birthday. She mothered Brigham's young daughters and, over the next seven years, gave birth to six additional children, including a set of twins. Brigham Young learned about plural marriage in Nauvoo from Joseph Smith, and there's no reason to question his own report that he reacted negatively. <coughs> Greeley asked him, Is the system of your church plurality of wives acceptable to the majority of its women? And Brigham Young answered, They could not be more averse to it than I was when, I, when it was first revealed to us as the divine will. I think they generally accept it as I do as the will of God. So he admitted that the women didn't, didn't like, like this at all. And he didn't either at first. <laughs> no, that's what he says. Yeah. It seems, of course, that Brigham Young did hate polygamy when he first heard about it. But since he had a total of 56 wives, it also seems that he ultimately embraced the idea with a great deal of zeal. Yes. At the link on the screen from wikipedia.org, you can find some great information about all the plural wives of Brigham Young. And it's, uh, it's a page that has the information seems to be very accurate. Mm. And you can search, do a search for Brigham Young's wives and come up with the page. And also, there's been several books and articles that have been written about Brigham Young and all his wives. And some of them, of course, are sympathetic uh, to him uh, and his polygamy. Some are overly complimentary. And some actually tell it like it was, explaining his ungodly attitude as well as his rude treatment and neglect of his wives. And, of course, the Journal of Discourses is yeah. filled with sermons by the early Mormon leaders and Brigham Young's sermons that clearly taught blood atonement, that Adam was God of our earth, that plural marriage is required for eternal life, and that men could become gods. And, of course, the link on the screen, you can go to an online Journal of Discourses and search that for yourself. Now, the word sealed in the Mormon vernacular is having an eternal marriage performed. Yeah. In polygamy, it is the secret ceremony of taking and being sealed eternally to plural wives. Almost two years after Brigham Young first learned of plural marriage, Joseph Smith died. And during those two years, Brigham was sealed, which means married to four plural wives. And this, of course, is in addition to his legal wife. <laughs> now, those four wives were Lucy Ann Decker Augusta Adams, Harriet Cook, and Clarissa Decker. Marianne Angel remained his first wife and legal wife, and so she would have suffered more than any of the others each time he married another woman. We quote, Marianne Angel Young was a patient, uncomplaining woman, but even she reportedly remarked to a friend, God will be very cruel if he does not give us poor women adequate compensation for the trials we have endured in polygamy. <laughs> okay, so that was his legal wife. Obviously, she wasn't a very happy and contented first wife. Now, his first four plural wives traveled to Utah with Brigham Young, and three of them had children by him. 20-year-old Lucy Ann Decker Seeley was Brigham's first plural wife. Joseph Smith performed the plural marriage ceremony in June of 1842. We quote, 
Brigham Young chose 20-year-old Lucy Ann Decker Seeley for his first plural wife, and they were married by Joseph Smith on June 17, 1842. She was the daughter of Isaac Decker, a longtime friend of Brigham Young, and his father, John Young. She and her two children had been abandoned in Nauvoo by her husband, William Seeley, who, according to family tradition, was a drunkard and abusive. In many ways, this marriage to Lucy Ann was typical. A significant number of women sealed to Brigham Young were from families with whom he had long-standing friendships. Many were either widows or divorcees with children. Mm -hmm. He was acquainted with them. Yeah, right. And, and, and that's the way it was when Joseph Smith took plural wives. Right. Uh, we explained during the shows that we did about his wives that he often got his wives to friends, friends' daughters or sisters or current wives, or they had been servants in his home. Uh, sometimes they were orphans, and Joseph Smith played upon their emotional needs mm -hmm. to coerce them into plural marriage. Subsequently, uh, or subsequent polygamous Mormon men seem to use similar strategies to add wives to their harems. An extremely popular practice then and also now in polygamy groups is for a man to marry sisters as plural wives, despite, despite the fact that God has forbidden a man to take uh, Mary's sisters as rival wives. In fact, one woman that I know of, uh, she, her husband had five wives, and all of them were her sisters. All of them were her sisters. Oh she goodness. was the first wife. She's yeah. left. But all of the, his yeah, wives were her sisters. all the sisters. Yeah, but <laughs> the family. Good, you know, good. Anyway, uh, Lucy Decker had been abandoned by her legal husband, William Seeley. Uh, he was a non-Mormon. Uh, various but scarce articles about her did not give definite information whether she was legally divorced from Seeley. But like Joseph Smith, Brigham did marry some women who already had legal husbands. Mm -hmm. Lucy and Brigham had seven children together. He was 41 years old, and she was 20 years old when they were married. So he was more than double her age. Wow. Like I said, he started... He might not have liked it at first, but he jumped he into it with all force. <laughs> now, not much is said about uh, her personal life or the poverty and the loneliness and the neglect that she may have endured. But she was his first pearl wife, and so she would have gone through um, the many courtships and the subsequent plural marriage of 55 plural wives. Wow. And with each new wife, she would necessarily receive less attention and decreased resources from him. That's just the way polygamy works. Mm. Lucy died in 1890 at 68 years old. Now, after marrying Lucy, <clears throat> excuse me, he waited almost a year and a half before taking his second plural wife, and she was Augusta Adams. She was 42 years old, and he was 40. Now, that's more like it yeah, for the age closer, brackets. Yeah. Augusta had been married to a non-Mormon, Henry Cobb. They were divorced in 1847, but Brigham had married her in 1843. Mm -hmm. So there again, we have a man marrying a plural wife, and she's married she's to someone else. To else. Yeah, Joseph Smith did that with 11 yes, of his marriages. True. So for those four years, Augusta was married to two men at the same time. Brigham also later married Augusta's son's ex-wife. We'll talk about that later. And we found this information about how they met and married. In 1842, <clears throat> Brigham Young was on a mission in the Boston area and met Augusta. 
They fell in love, and she abandoned all but the two youngest children and moved to Nauvoo, Illinois. During the trips, her baby boy named George Brigham Cobb died. Once there, she married Brigham Young as his second plural wife without first divorcing husband Henry. Henry sued for divorce in 1846, and in 1847, the Massachusetts State Supreme Court granted them a divorce on the basis of her adultery with Brigham Young. Mm -hmm. Augusta Adams Cobb Young died in Salt Lake and was initially buried next to Brigham Young and his civil wife, Marianne Angel Young. However, daughter Charlotte, now a dissident from Mormonism, had Augusta exhumed and reinterred in the Kirby family plot in the Salt Lake City Cemetery on February 3, 1907. A monument was placed there in Augusta's honor, but only recognizing her married name of Cobb to avoid any hint of her marriage to Brigham Young. Isn't that interesting? I'm happy about that. that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Now, there are several stories in Mormon history like this, where a woman runs off with the Mormon polygamous man, leaving children behind, engaging in adultery, marrying someone else without the benefit of divorce from their current spouse. Yet we hear modern-day LDS expounding on the beauty and faithfulness of their polygamous ancestors. A lot of pride there. <laughs> Remember that we did the one on Parley P. Pratt. Yeah. With one of his wives. Yeah. Actually, the husband ran after. She came and uh, kidnapped the kids, and her husband ran after and ended up killing Parley, Parley Pratt. Parley P. Pratt. Yeah, I doubt, right. I doubt very many uh, <laughs> mainstream Mormon really knows that full story, really know Probably that full not. story. They can't really ever have studied this out to discover the history of the people, the actual history of these people that they're praising. And it isn't praiseworthy to abandon your children and run away with a polygamous man like Augusta Adams did. And it's not praiseworthy to marry someone as a plural wife without getting a divorce from your current husband. Those things are not praiseworthy or commendable at all. Now, Brigham Young has been labeled as the Lion of the Lord. Yeah. His home in Salt Lake City, which he kept, uh, in which he kept his harem, was called the Lion House. His second plural wife, Augusta, is often referred to as the lioness of the Lord. Hmm. And I did not know that until I, I started doing this. Eventually, their plural marriage was, or evidently their plural marriage wasn't all the peace and, and unity and bliss that we hear those early polygamous marriages were. We quote from an article from Sunstone magazine. Mm-hmm. Separating Brigham the prophet from Brigham the man, Augusta claimed he refused to reciprocate her love for him, often unfairly chastised her, played his favorite wives against her, and on occasion even whipped her. Although she complained bitterly, like singer Patsy Cline, the more he abused her, the more she vowed to win back his heart. While they never divorced, Augusta repeatedly requested to be sealed for eternity to scores of other of different men, including... Jesus Christ. Brigham did finally cancel their eternal sealing and had her sealed to Joseph Smith in 1848. So they not only do physically have these marriage arrangements, you know, different husbands, and, the and they do it for the eternal sealings as well. There just doesn't seem to be any limit <laughs> on the strange things that they're doing. But Augusta was known as a stalwart church member in Boston, where she had been converted to Mormonism, but her husband was not converted. In 1847, she was quoted in the Boston Post newspaper, publicly declaring to her legal husband that she loved 
Brigham Young. We quote. Yeah, this is from Richard Wagner, Van Wagner's Mormon Polygamy. She loved Brigham Young and, live or die, she was going to live with him at all hazards. She returned to Nauvoo and her husband successfully sued for divorce. But Mormon church leaders had obviously not recognized her civil marriage in the first place. She and Brigham Young had been secretly sealed on November 2nd, 1843. Gentile law with its civil marriage was publicly denounced as early as 1847 by Orson Pratt. So they publicly denounced regular Pub- legal marriages, marriages yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it didn't matter if they were married to several different That's men right. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, according to their That's strange doctrine. rationale. Yeah. The rationale, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the polygamous marriages themselves were never recognized as legal marriages. So it depends on what side of the fence you're on here. Perhaps one of the reasons that Augusta's love for Brigham became cold was that she shared her wedding day with a young girl half her age. Brigham Young married two women on the same day. Mm. The same day that he married Augusta, Brigham Young also married his third plural wife, Harriet Elizabeth Cook. She was 19 years old and he was 42. Another plural marriage where he was more than double her age. And she had been a convert to Mormonism and she had no relatives in Nauvoo. So for Augusta, sharing her wedding day also meant sharing her husband with yet another bride. And this bride was half her age too. So that would yeah, be a little hard for her to take. Yeah. And, and this was Harriet's first marriage, by which she only had one child. Now, obviously, polygamy wasn't really about having large families to increase the population, as they claimed. She only had one child. Gee, I wonder what it was for. <laughs> oh, guess? yeah, good question. <laughs> now, Harriet, his, thorough, his third wife, was born in New York, and she was baptized into Mormonism in 1842, moved to Nauvoo in 1843, and that's when she married Brigham Young during that same year. She came to Salt Lake with the Pioneers in 1848, and she was a schoolmistress and a bookkeeper, so she Mm. had some good good jobs. And she died in Salt Lake City in 1898. Now, we were unable to find very much historical information about her or her marriage to Brigham Young, but we can accurately suggest that she was neglected by simple evidence. She only had one child, either because she was neglected or if she was physically unable to have more children, mm. she would likewise have been neglected or put on the shelf, as it were, if she couldn't have any more. Yeah. Either way, we must conclude she was not given full rights as a wife. She was only 19 years old when old Brig married her. She must have regretted her being forced to live in a plural marriage uh, with little or no contact with her much older husband, whom she shared with very many more women. Mm-hmm. Now, Brigham Young's fourth plural wife was 16-year-old Clarissa Caroline Decker. Ooh. 16. They're getting a little young there, younger. robbing the cradle here. Uh, she was the sister of his first plural wife, Lucy. Clarissa and Brigham were married May of 1844, a month before Joseph Smith was killed. Now, Clarissa was just 15 years old, and Brigham was 42. 42. So that's almost three times (laughs) her age. And she had a total of five children with him. Wow. 
Now, this is a not a very well-known story. I thought I would insert it here for just for interest's sake, and also because this is a possible other plural wife, only there's really no proof that she was or wasn't. But it's about an adopted daughter, Clarissa Took, uh, Sally Young Kanosh. Had you heard of her before? I haven't, no. Sally was a slave from the Bannock Indian tribe. Brigham Young's brother-in-law had purchased and given her to Brigham's family. Sally worked in the Lion House to serve her adopted family, we quote. Sally Young Kanosh was a Bannock woman who was kidnapped from her home and sold by a slave trader named Batiste to Charles Decker, Brigham Young's brother-in-law. She converted to Mormonism and worked in Brigham Young's house as either an indentured servant, adoptive daughter, or plural wife. She married Ute Chief Kanosh as a plural wife. There is some evidence that she might have been killed by another wife of Kanosh who was jealous of her. So we got some drama, yeah, you know, going on in some of these situations. Now, like I said, this, the story of Sally Young Kanosh is really isn't very known, and, and we thought we would briefly explain her place in Mormon polygamy history. She was kidnapped in 1847. She was only seven years old. Some indications are that she was the, the daughter of the Bannock Indian chief, uh, but Mormon pioneers had recently arrived in Salt Lake City in, in the valley, but generally uh, they refused to buy slaves. However, Charles Decker bought her in exchange for his rifle <laughs> and then gave her to his sister, Clara Decker, Brigham Young's plural wife. Her tribal name, and I'm not sure I know how to pronounce this, yeah. her tribal name was Kapeputz. Kapapoots, Kapapoots. however you say that, but that was her tribal Indian name, we quote. When Kapapoots was given to Clara, Clara renamed her Sally. In 1849, she received a priesthood blessing under the hands of Zina D.H. Young. Sally grew up in the Lion House. It is unclear the relationship between Clara and Sally. Susie Young Gates says that Sally was adopted as a daughter of the Youngs, However, it's presumed that she was a servant, since she worked as a servant. Unlike other children, she was not taught how to read or write. While the rest of the family slept upstairs, she slept in the basement near the kitchen. She worked long hours alongside other servants, preparing food for the rest of Young's family. The 1860 census gave her the name Sally Indian and listed her among the servants to the Young family. Sally is an example of how adopted Indian children were not treated as equals to white children. There is indication that Sally might have been married and sealed to Brigham Young as a plural wife. So we don't know that. And in all the lists of Brigham's plural wives, she's not not listed. So if she really was, then he would have had one more wife to yeah. that list. But we thought we would bring her up whether she was or wasn't because there it's is a possibility. an interesting story, too. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to know the details. I'm sure it would be more dramatic than even the information we have. Um, but, of course, later Sally married the Ute Indian chief, Kanosh, and, and was his plural wife. And some people or some of the historians believe that she might have married him to strengthen his alliance or the alliance between him and Brigham Young. Uh, Sally died 10 years later, mm-hmm. so she didn't want to be very old. Yeah, very sad life. Now, you can find references and footnotes and other information at the website link uh, that follows Uh, each of the quotes that we gave. So this is the end of our first installment uh, describing four Brigham Young's plural wives. Of course, 
we're going to be continue with more information as time goes on and get the information together on more of his plural wives and cover all 56 of them as much as we can. And, and I do think we'll find some interesting yeah. information, some not enough information. And some were, as you said before, uh, previous wives of Joseph Smith, right? Uh, yeah. So. Um, eight, I think, were widows of Joseph Smith. And ended up marrying... Uh, that married Brigham, Brigham Young. Young. And some of Heber Kimball and Brigham Young took a lot. They took yeah. more plural wives, widows yeah. of Joseph Smith than any other men did. Well, that was very charitable of them. Oh, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've got some interesting information coming up about, about some of his alliances with these women and his treatment of them. Mm. Uh, one of his wives, which I'm, we'll probably spend just her alone in a full show, was, of course, the 19th wife. Um, oh, Anne Eliza Webb. She wrote the book. Big, huh? She wrote that big thick book yeah. about her life uh, in early Mormon Utah, and Brigham Young is her husband. So that will wow. be interesting as yeah. well. So we will be bringing more about his wife. Now, was the, the the chief Kanash was he converted to Mormonism? There, no, nothing did that just I read. Like the idea of polygamy. <laughs> well, some Indians did practice polygamy. Oh, did they? Yeah, the some of them did. Mm -hmm. okay. So that was probably. Home coming for yeah. <laughs> the Mormons to come. I'll be welcome, Dad. Yeah. Thank you, Earl. You bet. You bet. You know, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4 reads Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Notice that marriage is to be honored, but it never says it's to be required. Notice it does say that the marriage bed be not undefiled, but polygamy does that. Why would God, who established monogamy, also establish anti-monogamy? The truly godly marriage is one man and one woman faithful to each other, an equal partnership in purpose and in love, uh, who will exalt God as their only master and teach their children God's love as taught in the Bible. Anything else can be considered as not being God's will. And in Romans, we are taught that when we die, the marriage covenant no longer exists for us. It does not say that we are to establish another covenant to incorporate eternal marriage, because eternal marriage is non-existent. You can check these things out for yourselves. Marriage is not the Savior. Jesus is all by Himself. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at one 800 877 425